Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. Well, Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon no Johnson got it. This is going to be Molly Taylor winning the first ever Extreme EX3. She crosses the line. She has done a fabulous job, and no wonder she is smiling. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And welcome to the driver's seat. My name is Nims Azor, <laughs> as always, joined by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. <sighs> I swear to God. You can see, can you see the chaos going on here, Nimsy, on the camera? Because well, Matt is Flipping well, out, he hasn't, he's not, <laughs> I'm not logged in, I'm not this, I can't hear, I'm just calm down, mate. i got it's no okay. screens, i got no ears, i got no <laughs> mic, i got nothing. Lucky lucky third producer, Woogie's here, over the uh, shoulder, punching buttons and doing other bits and pieces. He's doing some good. i got nothing. <laughs> he's doing very, very good stuff, because the entire, as as we're sort of getting ready to go and kick off the show, all I can hear is this. Can you hear me, Bucks? And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, mate. Yes, I've got you loud and clear. But, hey, look, we are the driver's seat. Uh, you can be a part of the program if you want. 0433981116 is the text line. It's been a while since we've been able to do this one. But uh, in the past couple of weeks, what has been in the news? Adelaide. Adelaide 500. It's just been... and. I've got to say, Matty, it was one of your little mm-hmm. scoopy scoops that you picked up. Mm, it was. We talked about it. What do you reckon? Was it midway through last year? Yep. That the jungle drums were starting to beat. And uh, um, <laughs> and then, obviously, we heard Malinaskis, the had then premier. feeling in your loins. The loins. The waters were rippling. And uh, and then all of a sudden it came out. Rippling, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. Yes. Uh, that Malinaskis was saying that he's going to be the man. He's going to put it back in and... And then all of a sudden, bang, whooshka, here we are in 2022, staring at the final round being the Adelaide 500, which yeah. is really cool, which is really cool. I and, think we're all very happy about that. And uh, one person that, uh, look, the last time when there was rumblings about that, uh, you were telling me, Matt, he's like, look, I'll tell you what, there's a bloke that we can talk to that'll yes. that'll know everything about this. Well, not everything. Yes. He might not let us know everything about it, but he'll let us know what he can. Uh, he's the bloke that used to be in charge of the Adelaide 500. Till the head honch. Mm, mm. The big man, the top cheese, the big banana. <laughs> Anymore? He was <laughs> <laughs> the big Kahuna. The big Cahoons. Well, look, we let's uh, we can run through <laughs> as many euphemisms as we can for the great man himself. But please A welcome top dog back to the. Please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Nathan Kayser. Nathan, welcome back to the driver's seat. And um, as you can tell, the boys and I are debating: do we call you Big Cheese, Head Honcho? What would you prefer? Just a nice bloke will be fine, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, nice bloke Nathan Kayser. <laughs> you were certainly the head. Nice you, you to, uh, 
speak to mate, you we're, again. Mate, we're really good. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for joining us, mate. You were genuinely, though, the, the head honch, the, the top cheese, the big enchilada of stadium super trucks. There's no doubt about that. No, I was, yeah, that's right. Matty, as we've talked about lots. And, uh, yeah, no, look, I was fortunate. And as we've talked about before, I was very fortunate enough to um, be GM of uh, Adelaide 500 back in uh, 16, 17 and 18. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I was part of it from the start of 2012. So, um, yeah, I am very, very happy because uh, I think it's one of those events that just has to be on the calendar of supercars. But... It also has to be part of what happens in Adelaide and having been in a, in a sanctum of what it does for people in Adelaide, what it does for hotels, what it does for restaurants, um, it's just a must-have. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting that uh, it's back. And, Nath, you're from Adelaide, even though you spend a lot of time um, up here in Queensland and you do a lot with Boost Mobile and Norwell Motorplex and a whole bunch of other bits and pieces, but you are uh, a South Australian native. Tell me, if the if the Liberal government had won, were they backing up as well? Were they talking about maybe bringing it back or was it purely and simply dependent on Labor getting in or it was never going to happen? Yeah, look, it's a hard one, Matty. I think, um, you know, I've always said... Um, and people might criticise me for this, but Stephen Marshall is a very, very nice bloke. Um, he is a he is a genuine fellow that um, I think at times has most likely just been uh, pushed down the wrong alley of of what needed to happen with the 500. And it, it was difficult. It was a difficult time. So he made a call. And what have you brought it back? You know, you should never say never because I think he could see that the writing was on the wall that. The amount of people that, um, not just in the outer suburbs, but right in the heart of Adelaide, were saying, we want this thing back. So, you know, I think potentially he would have had a discussion about it, but I just say hats off to Peter Melanas. It's like, I've met him quite a number of times. He's a wonderful gentleman. He'll do a fantastic job as the Premier of uh, South Australia, and he will build a really good team of high-level execs and management team to run the event that in early December when it's back, it'll be bigger and better than ever. Hey, good day, Nathan. Stevie J here. Thanks uh, finally for Maddie backing down and let me ask a question for a change because he usually <laughs> takes over the, this show. As you know, one of us has to be able to speak sense, Nathan. <laughs> hey, I can speak sense. I just need to read Nimsy's questions he's got here. Yeah, be prepared, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly yeah. right. But honestly, we know... How much of, you know, I've, I've been to Adelaide I've many, many times, raced there many times, uh, to all the street circuits. So you get a bit of a, a feel and an understanding of just what it takes, not just to put the event on, but just to build the damn thing, right? So, uh, like, it's going to be a well, – it's not going to be, Matty. I mean, we've all talked about where the stuff's gone from Adelaide, all yeah. this sort of stuff. But Has, yeah, it's not it, in someone's shed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So, like well, some of it is. Yeah, the, the the logistical nightmare that it is trying to stage and organise the event from your perspective. I mean, once you step back in twenty eighteen, I mean the infrastructure has been moved or sold. We've we've touched on that, but how much of a tough job do you think it is getting it back off the ground? Even though it was obviously on the cards only you know only a couple of years ago. Um, to build the track, I don't believe it's 
it'll be that big a thing for them at all. The, the biggest thing will be that they'll need to do an assessment on the bitumen and on the track because they haven't been used for two years to make sure that there's nothing that needs to happen for that. The infrastructure that's gone, look, there, there is some that's gone, but there's still some very, very good quality stuff that they've got there. Yes, I'm sure, without knowing the ins and outs of it all, that they'll they'll have to go and get some new stuff. But, yep. yeah, I, I believe that it won't be a problem. And, and the gentleman that they've appointed the chair of the To Be Reformed Motorsport Board in um, Andrew Daniels, he is a terrific, terrific man. And I had the pleasure of sitting on um, a major events board, a major events committee with him while I was running Adelaide because he was running the Adelaide Oval. Um, and he's one of those guys that when he speaks, you listen. Like he's just, uh, he is a very, very good operator. And I think uh, that was an appointment that I reckon majority of South Australians that know him would have thought this is a very, very good appointment straight off the bat. And, uh, you know, they're fair income about this. So, yeah, he, and he was involved with the Grand Prix. So he right. was part of that. He was part of the original team that actually went and started the Adelaide 500. So he knows what it takes. He'll build a tremendous team around him and they'll get it done. So let's talk about the event itself because – Typically, it was our uh, curtain raiser, but it was in a time a time in Adelaide where we had a lot of sports, we had festivals. It was like a jam-packed type weekend. Having it as our final round, do you reckon that's going to be better because it's it's way less populated congested. and congested from a You're not festival point of view festival? So having it in December as our curtain closer, well, do you reckon that'll be good for the event? I, I happen to think it will be. Yeah, look, I think it will be. It was always a discussion that really was had internally back from about 2014-15, whether um, it was best to be at the start of the year or at the end of the year. Now, someone that I know that we've talked about, Craig Dontis, Craig and I were heavily involved together. He and I used to always say that it was good for it to be at the start of the event because it gave us the best opportunity from a commercial point of view for sponsors, for merchandise, for activations. So it was a really good revenue raiser in that respect. But what it will do in clear air in December, not only for the state, but from a TV point of view and for the series that then they can have their, you know, end of the gala dinner in Adelaide. I, I, yeah. I think it's... Uh, it, it's the right time for it. It's you know five six years ago I would have said no, but right now I think yeah it's the right time for it. It's going to be interesting. I've I've got my Burson off track update coming up, Nathan. I'm going to talk about some stuff that I've I've been hearing in the in the back channels of South Australian motorsport, the, and the bend and other bits and pieces. <laughs> we're we're going to have a chat about that, but so I won't go into it. But how much actual infrastructure? needs to be purchased and gathered because or built or built because we know that a lot of it went to tail and bend and when stevie J just said it's not sitting in someone's garage i kind of went well it is it's sitting up there in sam shaheen's garage a bit of it but actually how much infrastructure are you going to need to put this on and when i say you i mean south australian motorsport board uh yeah look i'm not 100 percent sure maddie but i mean look you guys know i'm i'm close to a lot of people in the contractors world over here that I worked with in my time there. And, you know, we've had a few, you know, discussions over a beer. It's not that bad. 
Like, yes, yes, some things have gone. But, again, you know, Andrew Daniels is a very intelligent man. And uh, don't you worry, although he hasn't been in the position a, a long time, he would have already had discussions with some people in the right areas to make sure that they can have everything they need. You know, yeah. there might be some cases where we might not see, you know, I think the back straight of Bartels out of turn seven, we always had the double bridge there. You know, maybe there's not the double bridge there anymore. Maybe it's just a single bridge, you know, right. things like that. But I, I believe that, um, you know, there'll be, I, if I was, if I was going to say that there's something that they'd have to go and purchase tomorrow, and this is only my assumption from when I was there, that there was some concrete barriers that were getting to the end of their life. So there's probably quite a few concrete barriers that they'd need to go and get made and get done. But that, you know, that would be it there. You know, again, and I keep pumping him up because he is very good at it. Andrew would have all this covered. Like he he would be going right through it to the nitty gritty at the moment. Um, And he'd have some pretty heavy people on the phone working out where they can get it, what they can do. And I don't believe it will be as big as what people would think that needs to happen and they need to go and purchase. Hey, Nate, like this, because of, uh, I guess, the PR and the, the outcry when this event uh, got canned, um, there's going to be a lot of eyes on the return of this race at the end of this year, uh, and a massive amount of hype's going to be around it. Um, it really needs to be the best Adelaide 500 that there has ever been. So, you know, what do you think the board need to do to make sure that this rebooted Adelaide 500 is going to be that massive success? Yeah, look, you know, concerts always play a big part and yep. they are a portion of, of what it's about. And, and um, you know, they'll they'll have that in the in the winds and there was probably stuff already in the winds happening anyway. Um, and then, you know, it's bringing back the festival feel. I think, um, you know, my own personal opinion as a, as a punter that went in 19 and 20, yes, I was a part of Stadium Super Trucks and I was looking after Super Loop, so I had an involvement in both areas. But it lost its festival feel. It, it lost that you could, you know, go over in front of the old Heritage Grandstand and, and watch motocross or you had the Honda GP bikes or, you know, that sort of stuff happening or... You know, then you went over behind the um, chicane grandstand and there was good foodies there and that mm, sort of stuff. Yep. And then you'd walk across, you know, the road across Wakefield and you'd go where the support paddocks were and then you'd walk down to the concert oval. So I think, you know, that'll be something, again, from afar that I, I would think Andrew would be seriously looking at and thinking we need to bring back that festival feel. Um, and I think when people walk back through the gates in December, they'll feel like it's back to you know, originally what it was back in its early years. And, you know, people shouldn't forget that in 2018, which was my last year, you know, we sold out Sunday. So there was, you know, it it hasn't been something that's been steadily falling off for a long period of time. Unfortunately, it was 19 and 20 that it really fell away. You know, 2018, it was very solid numbers. 2017, it lacked a Sunday night concert, which was a decision that was made internally. So the numbers fell off there. But 16, 15, 14, 13, they were all very strong numbers. So I think, you know, yes, it'll take a bit of time, but again, they've got some really good people around and and they'll come out with a bang with uh, things off track, on track, and and I'm sure they'll be a very good artist. There's part of me, Nath, that 
that old saying, if you don't know what you got until it's gone, I, there's part of me and, and governments and fans and teams that look at the Adelaide 500 and we didn't know what we had until it was gone. Then once it was suddenly gone, we just went, oh, holy crap. We have, not, how the hell are we going to go without the Adelaide 500? So I, even Peter, one of our listeners, our regular listeners from Muntabay, Peter from Muntabay, he said he might be biased because Muntabay is in South Australia, uh, but the Adelaide 500 has something special about it, and it does. I remember competing, I don't know, I can't even remember what year it is. You'll be able to tell me, Nath, but competing and then at, and the Sunday night, con- might have been the Saturday night of the Sunday night concert, we had Kiss and Motley Crue. And it, yeah, 2013. It was 2013. The, it was the, the joint door. was yeah. packed. Yeah. The joint yeah. was yeah. absolutely packed, and it was sensational. So I, I agree with you. I think we're going to need a big concert, and hopefully, oh, what are we, six months out, seven months out, we'll be able to get someone to come in and do that. But uh, just very quickly, mate, I want to I wanna finish on – Something that I think you should be very proud of because I think you've you've had a huge amount to do with and that is the ascension to the top team and the successful integration of Brock Feeney into that top team because the way I looked at him on the weekend, it, it didn't – round one, you go, oh, he's a rookie. Oh, he's going to get belted up. See how he goes. The way he drove at Tassie on the weekend, he did not look like a rookie. He absolutely looked like he needed to be there. And people might not know, but you were absolutely instrumental in helping him get to that point. So congratulations. No, I appreciate that, mate. And, look, I, I played a small role. And, you know, people say, I oh, know you didn't, mate. But I did. I, I played a small role in it. But, you know, people have to give credit to Paul Morris. Like, you know, Paul, and I've said it before, Paul, people read him the wrong way at times. But he's, he's passion for young drivers and giving them an opportunity. You know, I, I think around one on the Sunday, you had Brody first. Brock second and Anton third. You know, Pretty good. Is yeah. the first six laps of the race, you know, there it is. And I, I think, uh, you know, Paul Paul does an incredible job. He's done an incredible job with Brock. Like, Brock wouldn't be where he is today if it wasn't for Paul. And, yeah, I played a small part in it, but, uh, no, I appreciate wow. that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great achievement. I think you played a much bigger part than you're letting on. You're just incredibly uh, gracious about it. So I will say to humble. the country, very humble, I will say to the country, you did an outstanding job, mate, and congrats. And even more scary, you got about another five or six of the little buggers in the wings ready to come through. So across all categories, Super 3, Super 2, uh, Trans Am, 86s. 86s, you got them everywhere. So uh, you're taking over the country, mate, with your young drivers, and I love it. Well done. No, I appreciate that, mate. And, yeah, there is some good kids, and there's, you know, Brody's doing a good job at, at Erebus. Um, Nash is coming through in the way he's coming through, and then you got Kai Allen, who I've talked lots about, and he was pretty scary at Sydney Motorsport Park, how well he did for his first run. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see how he goes. And also Nash, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Nash. I think uh, for where Nash is today, for the little amount of uh, early driving he had as a kid, um, you know, I think it's exciting. And, you know, there's another young kid who is uh, coming through, he's doing a good job in young Stevie J's son, Jet. So I think, you know, the sport's in a very, very healthy uh, predicament mode at the moment. And, and I think we're all very fortunate with, uh, with what's coming through. So it's good times ahead.
I think, yeah, you absolutely nailed it on the head. You know, it's funny because you often talk about in like um, NRL and an AFLW, it's like, oh, what's, what do the number twos look like? What are the, the shirt terrors coming up for the ranks? And motorsport's pretty much exactly the same. But, uh, Nate, we appreciate you taking a bit of time uh, to chat to us here on an unconventional Tuesday night edition of The Driver's Seat. And, uh, mate, we're all absolutely gearing up for December. But uh, And hopefully we'll be able to share a, a delightful Coopers with you at uh, the Adelaide 500 uh, come December. But thanks for joining us on The Driver's Seat, mate. We'll talk soon. No worries. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure and uh, catch up soon. It's always good to catch up with Nathan Kayser. He is our feature interview. Thanks to uh, Ryko Filters, Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. We're off and running. Get your texts in. 0433981116 is our number if you want to get in touch on the driver's seat. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. And we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And next week on uh, Wednesday night, we're going to be having our first ever live show on location at Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne. So if you can make it down... Come on down and say good day. But um, absolutely, how good we're going to get on. The, we're going to get on the Freedom Bird Wednesday lunchtime. We're going to get the burner down there, and uh, I tell you what, there better be a crowd. I want to have a couple of beers that night. <laughs> come down and come down and have a waffle. I have got a, a feeling with uh, young Malcolm Mowens from Kubota, who's going to be oh. there. I got. A, like I said to you through the week. I said. I think Thursday morning's going to be a bit rough, Matty. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit rough. So, Nimsy, uh, you're going to be a bit rough too, my friend, once you join us after pushing yes. buttons. Nimsy will be the secret, bu- the, the silent button pusher in the studio, and then we'll, again, burn us straight across to the pub <laughs> to get on the get on a couple of schooners with the big fella. Uh, yeah, so make sure, if you can make it down, if you're in Melbourne, obviously, even if you're not yeah, in Melbourne. six to eight. Get, get a plane down and uh, check us out here live at uh, Bell's Hotel in South Melbourne uh, for our... Grand Prix special, but uh, we could before we get to next week, we're gonna get through this week and let's do the driver's seat power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Very simple, just this three, two, one. It's like the Dally M or the Brownlow medal, and uh, these were the rankings before the Tasmania Super Sprint. Uh, Chas Moss had sat on top of the table with five votes. Four votes in P2 is Shane Van Gisbergen. Two votes for Brock Feeney in P3. And bringing up the rear, one vote for Brody Kostecki. All right. Now, because I can see Stevie frantically... Uh... I'm not frantic. I'm good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Righto. I'm, I'm not good. frantic. I'm, I'm all organised. I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, Righto. I... I... I call absolute BS on that one, Steve. So I'm going to go straight to that. I'm just trying to figure out who I'm going to decide for my number one. I've got number three and two sorted. All right. Well, we'll start with. As in, like. Oh, mm. righto, then go. Well, I can't. I've got to do my number one. Oh, yeah, righto. Okay. I want to do do it fairly. Righto. So I will give one point. And interesting racing, too. We'll we'll cover it off, but I I thought it was a decent weekend's racing. Um, I'm going to do one point to, to Todd Hazelwood. Toddy, yeah. I thought Todd just put together a nice, solid weekend for, for most of the weekend. MSR now, are very good. MSR were very strong. And if you remember, Nimsy, they were strong last year as well with a couple of rookies. Uh, so, And then when they had that unfortunate coming together, JLB had that unfortunate coming together with Heimgartner, the, the truck assist team to put that car back together literally in an hour and a half, I thought was an, an outstanding effort. And in race three, got the start off pole, Outstanding, got his first pole and bang, see you later. And then muffed it a lap later. But hey, he, he did a fantastic job. So anyway, Toddy Hazelwood. Why, why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Toddy Hazelwood gets uh, one for me. 
Dave Reynolds, I think, is going to kick off his campaign for the power rankings with uh, two points from McKeldin. Again, showed promise. Scott Grove, Grove Racing's first um, bit of silverware, first trophy, yeah. bit of silverware, first dust collector. So I thought that was good for him. But I, I know how can you go past SVG? Yeah, he drove it at another level. He made every other driver and every other team look like a pack of peanuts. Yeah, he really did. The way he drove, aggressive, he's smart. Yeah, I just. That was a masterclass for me, Stevie J. And you know more about it than what I do, but boy, oh boy, he looked like in a, in a different parallel, in a different universe. Yeah, he, he was, he was. And, um, you know, I everyone's blowing up about how he was driving on Saturday and how he was just gently putting a couple of black marks on people's doors and things. But, you know, even my mum. She was blowing up about it. Jilly, she did. Your mum and your sister. <laughs> and I'm like, took to socials. Yeah, my sister always blows up. She needs to calm down. But um, <laughs> calm down, Kelly. Yeah, but mum, and I'm like, <laughs> and I said to mum, I said, mum, like, mum, I said, if that was me doing that, <laughs> would you feel the same way? Oh no, no. Well, yeah, said, come on, boy. Well, I said, yeah, exactly. Get your elbows up. It's there. not. No, it, yeah. You know, it was it was good hard racing. It yeah. was within yeah. the rules. People don't like it. Like, so just, what? but that's all right. You only just, have to be just absolutely. inside the rules. And the thing that people don't understand is that not only, yes, Shane's aggressive and he'll, he will exploit every inch of the rule book, especially the driving rule book. Um, and I've said this all along that he's the smartest, one of the smartest blokes out there. Like he, the way he thinks about the race, you know, the way he controls races um, is why he's, you know, the current champion. So, um, he had the car to be able to do what he was doing too. He yep. had a car that could turn on a dime oh. at the hairpin and get up the inside Put of the people. the power down. And get the power down. Brilliant. So you saw the races where ADP and Will da- Davo were fast and they were right on his hammer at times, but they couldn't do the same thing to him. They yep. couldn't get the car turning that well at the hairpin mm. to be able to get up his inside and give him a bit, bit, bit of a, uh, a donut in the door and do the same thing back. So, you know, he had the car to do it. He's aggressive enough to do it. He's smart enough to do it. It was within the rules, albeit, you know, uh, to the dislike of some guys, but um, so be it. So I'm going to give, and basically you and I are very similar here, Matty, but one point, I'm a bit torn between Dave Reynolds and actually Tim Slade, believe it or not, because Slade, Slade yeah, very, yeah. True. although true. he was... Oh, very, very lucky that that thing didn't end up in an aeroplane crash. Kissed yes. on the you-know-what by a fairy. <laughs> um, you've given Dave some points. I was going to, and I love what he's done and love what Kelly Grove, uh, sorry, Grove, Grove sorry, Grove, Racing, Grove just now. Grove now, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, is are doing. They've got a great little team there. But um, I'm going to give Timmy Slade one because of that one team. And that team, and as Tim pointed out, you know, the the – Qualifying thing with SVG, as much as Tim was starting lap, SVG was on the end of it. That was messy. It was messy. Yeah, so, and it was, yeah, you know, because yeah. Tim wasn't actually on a lap at that point, that's why he got penalised. Yeah. But, um, but he had fast cars, and he had faster cars than the factory team that they buy the cars through, yeah. which are Tickford. Yeah. An so, old car, as he said. <laughs> yes, in their own with, car. With four guys, five exactly. guys working on it. So I, I rate what they're He's doing, he, what he Timmy Blanchard and the Cool Drive team yep. are doing, and yep. Timmy's doing doing a great job. So one point for them. Two points I would love to give to MSR, but I can't, so I'm going to give it to Todd Hazelwood. Okay. Because Todd drove fantastic. Yep. Um, 
I think that what they did, as you said, repairing that car of JLB's car after big the hit. accident, uh, did a great job, albeit it wasn't quite right for race three, mm. but they got it out there. They got on the grid. They let, let a lap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how would you feel if you were truck assist? If they didn't get out there, he was on pole position. You'd be just No, he's P2. P2, sorry. Yep. He was on the front row, front P2. Row, yeah. How good would you – like, you'd be gutted if he wasn't there. Yep. What a lost opportunity. Absolutely. So for them just to be there for truck assist alone – Sensational. Yeah, absolutely. So I think great job there. And Todd was fast. And they had two cars in the top 10 regularly yep. over the weekend, yeah, yeah. even in qualifying. Yep. So good on them, good on MSR. And they were good at Sydney. Correct. They are going to so surprise the, a lot of people, yeah, I reckon, this year. And, uh, and I might just say so were Team Sydney this weekend. Yeah, they were Pitha great too. And one. that was another one of mine, Pitha one point, you know, mm, like they, they did a great out. job, Premier Hire, well, Premier Racing. Wind your, wind your earballs back a couple of months or about three, a month yep. ago, what did I say? Yeah. Just watch Team Sydney or the, the new Premier Hire, they're going to come through. Yeah. And and, uh, and SVG three points, um, yep. you know, don't need to explain why because yep. you can see it on the TV. <laughs> cool. Pretty much. But, uh, hey, and interestingly, just before we go there, Nimsy, we um, we actually got a text message from one of our regular listeners, Tommy in Hobart. Hello, Tommy. Uh, am I the only person who didn't find it a great weekend? Race two was pretty good, but the rest wasn't worth the trip. Never been genuinely bored attending a race meeting until the weekend. Tommy. Wow. right? Was that because of support categories, because of the supercar race? I thought the supercar races were pretty good. Yeah, Looks but okay. maybe he's talking about in between the fill-ins, in between maybe yeah, well, there was, was a lot of supports. Yeah, there was a lot of time in between yeah, yeah. on-track stuff. Let so us know, Tommy. Possibly that. Yeah, let, let us know, Tommy. We'd like to know a bit more about that. Yep, yep, yep. Neither of us were there, so let us know. Yeah. Uh, 0433 98 11 16. If you'd like to text in, you're listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. And we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And thanks to Kubota, we will be live at Bell's Hotel in Moray Street in South Melbourne uh, yes. on Wednesday next week. So make sure you join us if you're in town for the GP. Hey, Nimsy, mm. if you go there... Uh, you can register on our socials, I believe, too. Yes. And you can get yourself a free drink on arrival and some finger food. Yeah. If Malcolm and I haven't smashed the drinks in the finger food before you get there. Oh, you're not wrong. Uh, can we get some low-carb beer, and I, please? Don't He's getting say. an enduro driver. I <laughs> guarantee you right, right now. I'm with you. I'm with you, <laughs> uh, And if you haven't got tickets to the Grand Prix and you desperately want them, thanks to Kubota, uh, there's going to be a draw. And you can win two tickets to the GP on Friday, the 8th of March. Uh, and that also includes food and Bevo. Yeah. Valued at 800 each. 800 each. Yeah, so you can nicely eight, enjoy yourself. Geez. That's eight greenbacks, isn't it? Yeah. Or 16 pineapples. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's in your wallet, mate, but I haven't had a greenback or I know a pineapple it is. It's in mine. A yours. <laughs> I might be lucky to get away with a grape or something like that, but I don't get no greenbacks and pineapples, let me tell you. Uh, right now on the driver's seat, it's time for this. And now it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Yeah, we do the uh, off-the-track update for Burson Auto Parts. Uh, they're known for first-class knowledge and service. This is a fairly controversial segment because uh, we often ruffle a few feathers. And right now, mm. Gen 3 testing continues in Tassie. And the cars have had a revamp because we've been through all of the uh, the ins and outs and you know, growing pains, teething pains of Gen 3. But, Matty, 
Or have we? That's what well, I was just about to say. <laughs> Fill us in. What's going on? Look, I, the, the reality is I've spoken to a bunch of people, right? This is not from one person or another. This is from a bunch of people. And, uh, and I'm going to go very gently on it because I think this is going to roll out a lot over the next six months. And this person off-track update is going to be about Gen 3, but it's also going to be a very quick recap because we're only on for an hour tonight of Formula 1 too, so we'll get to that. Um, the reality is, Nimsy, that the cars are getting better and the guys are enjoying driving them. There is going to come a point where these teams need to order and build these things. They were described or the the theory behind them was meant to be around $300,000, Stevie J, to build them. I'm hearing, not from one, not from two, but from three different people, that the expected build cost of the new Gen 3 is going to be somewhere around $700,000. Yeah, wow. Seven Anji. Wow. Now, even if I'm a little bit off, if I'm 100 off, there's six. If I'm 200 off, there's five. They're meant to be three to 350. Now, they are, the people I'm talking to are conceding that it will hopefully be cheaper to build. But the amount of changes that are going on in those cars at the moment, floors, uh, engines, there's talk now that uh, I believe uh, they want to have the same size engine. Um, so 5.7, I think it is, Stevie J. They want to bring the Ford up to a 5.7 to what the Chev is. Right. Um, they need to well, it's have... It's currently 5.4. Is that correct? The Mustang is 5.4. And they're going to need to bring that up to 5.7 mm-hmm. using another basis of an engine. Um, there are already, as we know, gentlemen, supply issues. But from what I'm hearing, uh, Chev in the States need to know almost now-ish what engine configuration is going to be so they can build heads and blocks and other bits and pieces in an effort to be able to get it to us for the end of the year. So they, as much as they're driving grouse and everyone loves them and finally now, and again, this is the other thing, how could you not build a car where your two-time champion can't fit in? And Bathurst champion. And Bathurst champion. In fact, and both current your, champion leader. What do you think about it, actually? Your Bathurst champion is SVG and Garth Tandit. Two of the, the biggest blokes. On the grid. <laughs> you know, and like they had, they had in you, they had, and I mean this with all due respect, they had one of the tallest and, and, and arguably one of the more wider blokes. Why didn't they just build it around you? Because anything, anyone from there would be able to fit in it. So right. finally... They've been able to test it over the week, test it today, uh, and SVG fits in it more comfortably. But I just, I don't know, propeller heads everywhere. Tasmania. Tested in Tassie. Uh, The propeller heads everywhere are trying to make these things into the grousest mousetraps, and we don't need it to be. We need it to be simple. We need it to be easily fixable. We need it to be cheaper and sustainable going forward, and that ain't the way it is. So so that's going to roll out over the next six months. I don't want to bang on about it, but Trans Am slash TA2. Yep, well, that's right. Um, And let's just quickly cover off Formula One from the weekend. How good was it? Two from two. We're two from two, folks. Two good races. (laughs) Uh, Except for Mick Schumacher. I hit the wall. Uh, Copy, Max. Well, well, that could be Mick. Mick did. That was the world's biggest shunt. Now, did you watch the – obviously, they didn't show really any footage on Saturday with with after that shunt because they needed to know that he was okay. But once I watched the uh, lead-up to the Sunday's race and they showed – multiple angles of his crash yep. on Sunday. Did you see that? So you had the you had the external camera, you had the, the camera Over above the, the driver's mm-hmm. uh, head, which mm-hmm. is just above the air intake. Yep. Plus you had the driver 
camera facing back to its helmet, the one that's just in front yep. of the steering wheel. Did you yep. see all in front that? Of the, in front of the, uh, the halo. In yep. front of the halo. So it's actually Behind incredible. Um, yeah, it's actually incredible to see uh, that. And I would have, I'm guessing here that's probably 50 to 70 G impact. Um, how structurally sound those cars are. Yep. And how he, he did, I mean, his, this, is, this, is not, moved. this is not just a testament to the cars and how they built. This is a testament to how Haas and a lot of those Formula One teams house their driver in their car, in yeah. their seats, yep. right? And so, how fit they are. Yeah, and how fit they are. So you've got to remember these seats can be unclipped and the driver can be lifted out, yep. cr- still sitting in his seat yep. if he's got any spinal injuries. Unbelievable. And that sort of stuff. But, you know, watching that vision and I fought, fast forward it, rewound, I froze it, I did all sorts of just <laughs> watching just yep. to see what his body was doing when he hit the wall. And yes, it, it goes to the to the right-hand side a bit, but and his head squashes down that high-density foam headrest that they've got. Yep. And it, and if you go look at it, it dented it quite badly, but Jesus done an amazing job to, to keep their driver safe. So if you think of that and Max Verstappen last year at, at the British Grand Prix, unbelievable. So very happy that he was alive. Um, the thing for me, Nimsy and Steve, is that every time we have big changes to the cars, they ask the drivers and the drivers come out and go, yeah, well, it's still pretty hard to pass or this, that and the other thing. Categorically in all the interviews, everyone is saying the regulations are, are doing better. The race between the two Alpines, oh, sensational. Passing, repassing, repassing. Oh, like, you know, sensational. It was amazing. Max and Charles, sensational. Super Felt super sorry for Serge. Yeah. The uh, the Mexican Tom Cruise just get, felt yeah. so sorry for him. But anyway, yeah. uh, we've got a championship, haven't we, folks? I could tell Charlie, you right now, too. Charlie, Mrs. Max's boyfriend, is up the front, <laughs> the big boy. Ever since... Ever since these new regs came in for Formula One, I don't think I've ever seen Ligon Street happier here in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, I tell you what, Ligon Street Sunday night at the Melbourne Grand Prix, if any of the boys win in Charlie or Carlos. Oh, oh. I, I tell you, Matty, oh. just quickly, I know Mrs. Mack loves Charlie Leclerc. He does. She uh, does. Bree was a fan of Esteban Ocon because she quite liked how I – mean, she's like, he's at the back now. He's no good. Yeah. So she's moved to Charlie Leclerc because she likes his last name. So yeah, right. he's got a couple Leclerc. of fans. Charlie Leclerc. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, Little Mac, Junior Mac, Alyssa Mac, she's a uh, Lando Norris yeah. fan. Chloe Mc- Chloe, the other one, couldn't give a toss. Couldn't give a stuff. <laughs> She's a fan of TikTok. That's all she likes. <laughs> Follow Lando on TikTok. She might like him. Oh, there you dear, go. Dear. Anyway, um, it was a great Grand Prix. And onward to Melbourne, Nimsy. Yeah, we're, we're, looking, we're looking forward to it. Uh, but that was our Burson off the track update. We don't think to Burson Auto Parts. We'll get to some of your texts in just a moment and then give you a bit of details on our live show that's going to be happening next week in South Melbourne at oh, Bell's Hotel. Live show. Woo-hoo. Going to be a lot of fun. We'd love to see you there for in Melbourne. But uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Tell you what, you can cut back our show to an hour. And we still do the same stupid little <laughs> thing towards the end of the program. We're just like, oh, yes, I doubt it. Oh, my God, ad break. <laughs> well, we were just discussing where we're going to be in the pub next weekend. Up on the, we, We've been given the penthouse upstairs. It'll be very nice. The flash outside. I better bring a jacket, Stevie J. You and I, coming from the land of pineapples and palm trees and flooding, <laughs> we better bring a jacket. I reckon we might get cold if we're going to be outside upstairs in Melbourne, but that's all right. I think a couple of nice furfies might warm you up. But Yeah, uh... keeping the beers cold. That's what we like. <laughs> but that's the way. Bell's Hotel, South Melbourne, next Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We'll be in the, mail, the main 
Hall rooftop. So fingers crossed we've got a nice sunny evening. Um, but uh, head to the driver's seat socials, register to receive a drink on arrival and some finger food. And thanks to Kubota, we'll be there. And you can also be in the draw to win two tickets to the Grand Prix on Friday, mm. 8th of March. And the tickets also include food and beverageinos. I would say that confidently without any knowledge or any support whatsoever, we are the only radio station in the history of the world giving away Grand Prix tickets. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'll go with that. But um, You go with that? You'll go with that. Let's go with that. Um, the lawyers may disagree, but we'll go with to that. A, to a sold-out Grand Prix. To a sold-out Grand Prix. Correct. Friday. Yeah. Corporates? Yep. Aren't I happy that I booked a flight home on Thursday? I could have <laughs> snuck into that corporate. You could have. I could have. Quite easily. I could have. My name Still is. can. Math. I probably could. My Still can. I might. <laughs> Why don't you? I'm not going <laughs> to. Because I'm going to be in Kira on the beach watching. <sighs> Up, up in Queensland, um, thanks to Dale Britton. We've got to uh, shout out to Dale, too. Uh, proud yes, supporter of to the uh, driver's seat and he Mitch is. and the team there and H as well. Um, yep. We've got to quickly get through some texts because uh, we, we haven't do. had these for a while on the temper text, 0433 uh, I'll start off with this one. I was, this is what we are talking about uh, during the ad break. James has gone and just summed up the mood in Melbourne. How cool. Driving the Melbourne GP track now, lots of grandstands. The surface is awesome and the back straight will be quick. So... Uh, oh. It's yes. going to be it's going to be three hundred plus heading into that fast left right chicane over the back with the F one is with the F one oh, cars three thirty yeah it's going to be I reckon incredible. it's going to be potentially two seventy with the supercars yeah yeah so that's the long diff that's the biggest diff yep. that they can put in them yep. and I reckon it's going to be close to two seventy down yep. the back that's fast that is bloody fast that'll be folks. faster it'll actually be faster than the front straight yep. That's it's far. that much longer, so yeah. um, it's, it's incredible. Tom in Hobart uh, um, wrapped up uh, what the answer to that question. Uh, supercars, you knew what would happen. SVG is going to have a huge crack and race hard. It'll be follow the leader. All far too predictable. Aussie cars were good as always. As much as I like bagging the Utes, thought they were excellent. That's from Tommy in Hobart. But this is one. Tommy, I'm with you, mate. Sorry to interrupt, Nimsy. I thought the Utes were sensational. I'm not saying that just because I used to drive them because I've been mm. pretty critical of them, but I think they are very much pointed in the right direction with the way they're well, going. Well, let's be fair, that if you were there, it would have been even more action, so. Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise. Into the wall for Matt McKeldin. And there it was. <laughs> and last but not least, in our final minute, uh, this one's from Robin Brisbane. He's got a very good point. With no disrespect to BJR in any way, but after this past weekend and years, it's only an illusion that Tickford is a top-tier team and closer level to BJR rather than DJR and Triple Eight. As fans, we watch the telecast and see big names and fancy sponsors on the Tickford cars, yet three out of four cars are usually barely pushing the back end of top ten. Not a bash-up on Tickford or Brad Jones, but is it time we stop regarding Tickford as a top three team and maybe a team shake-up or even a drop-back to two cars in the future? That's from Rob in Brisbane. Hey, Rob, there's two things I like about your text messages. One... You're a brand new texter. Don't think we've had you before. Welcome, champion. Thanks for Love jumping that on you're board. listening, and thanks for jumping on board. Two, you're 100% right. Tickford is P nowhere. Brad Jones is P nowhere. No consistency. All the money in the world. Good drivers, good cars, and they got nothing. Yeah. Um, we'll get, we might get to Wow. Yeah. McKeldon with a drive-by. McKeldon <laughs> just gave out a Will Smith straight across the choppers. How good was Will? Get Will in the car. Dead to me, bro. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, and Mario, quickly from Maslin Beach, another brand-new text to get, hey, Mario. I would like to see a Grand Prix where drivers change their own tyres. Mario, not going to happen. <laughs> and Mario, you don't need to yell at us in yeah, capitals. And don't yell in capitals. Please. Where's Maslin Beach? Anyway. 
We'll do a quick Google for that one. But, uh, hey, yeah, look, yeah. thanks for joining us on this Tuesday night Hour of Power here on the driver's seat. And make sure you join us next week, Bell's yes. Hotel, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. We're going to be there. We'd love to see you there too. Maslin so, Beach, South Australia. There you go. There you go. Good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Come and have beers, everyone, we'll next see. Wednesday. We'll see you next week. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.